Hey everybody, welcome to The Trench. My name is Christian, and today we're going to talk about getting vulnerable with others. Last week, we explored how Christ on the cross shows us that vulnerability is about self-revelation. But it's not a self-revelation that seeks to control, but rather exists to invite the other into a relationship of love. So let's talk about what self-revelation means for us in our day-to-day -day lives. It may be easy to think of vulnerability or self-revelation in terms of laying it all out there, or venting, or calling it like it is, but that's not really vulnerability because it's not really self-revelation. In fact, Dr. Brene Brown says, that may be desperation, or woundedness, or even attention-seeking, but it's not vulnerability. Self-revelation can only exist if there's something to reveal. Laying it all out there doesn't leave anything closed or reveal a bull. It's just self-exhibitionism. It's personal and emotional diarrhea, and it gets in the way of true relationship almost as much as actual diarrhea. Not that I know from experience. If when I first met my wife, I said to her, Hello, my name is Christian. My dad ruined my childhood by taking me to the circus, and now I'm deathly afraid of clowns. Well, then my chances of a second date would have been pretty slim. This kind of self-exhibitionism, this laying out my anxieties right off the bat, would have been more about me than about her or even us. It wouldn't have been sharing. It would have been dumping way too much baggage on somebody way too fast. It would have been trying to force intimacy where there was none, or trying to control a relationship that wasn't ready for that level of openness. But on the other hand, true vulnerability, true love is born out of risky self-revelation in the context of an intimate and trusting relationship that grows more intimate and more trusting over the course of time. It's really a pretty simple cycle. Self-revelation begets intimacy and trust. Intimacy and trust beget deeper self-revelation, which begets even deeper intimacy and trust. Authentic self-revelation is both pushed along as a relationship develops and actually helps a relationship develop in deeper trust. As my wife and I continue to grow in our life together, in our marriage, and in our friendship, the love and trust that we have grows deeper. As we continue to take risks of opening to one another, our stories of longing, of loss, of hurt, of pain, and of shame. As I continue to reveal myself to my wife, she continues to know me ever more deeply. So there are actually some things that she knows about me that nobody else does. This means that there are different relationships with varying levels of intimacy that demand different degrees of self-revelation. Jesus had 12 apostles. Of those 12, only three saw him transfigured, seeing him as he is. So too, do only a select few get to see me for who I am. There are things I share with my friends that I wouldn't share with strangers, and things I share with my wife that I wouldn't share with my friends. But either way, opening up those things, sharing my pain and my weakness, is absolutely terrifying. It's terrifying because it involves letting somebody actually know me so they can actually love me. But simply being known doesn't necessarily mean that I'll be loved. I can still be rejected. This is why I love Brene Brown's definition of vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. It's scary. Very, very scary. Vulnerability moves us directly into uncertainty because we have no idea how somebody else is going to respond to us. We may end up getting hurt, leaving us feeling like vulnerability is just weakness. But it's not weakness. It's deeply courageous. I'm afraid of scorpions. Like, legitimately terrified of them. I mean, look at them. They're basically the armored tanks of the arachnid world, and they can fit through cracks thinner than the size of a credit card, and they can glow in the dark under blacklight because they're made out of pure evil. 
and they hang from the ceiling before they stealthily fall into your bed. Your bed, for the love of God, your bed. Scorpions are scary, but I don't prove that I'm brave enough to deal with scorpions by moving away from them or not dealing with them or by asking somebody else to do it for me. The only way that my courage can be made manifest over the thing is to deal with it, to go head to head in mortal combat with the evil beast. And even if I get stung in the midst of my act, it does not mean that I was weak. I was courageous. The same is true about vulnerability. It takes guts to open yourself to someone. It takes guts to risk getting hurt. Vulnerability is not weakness. It is deeply courageous. To avoid vulnerability, to avoid relationship, is actually what is weak and cowardly, and it leads to death of the spirit. As C.S. Lewis writes, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. If we don't take risks, if we never open our hearts, if we never let someone know us, if we never risk loving and losing, or loving and not being loved back, then we may never experience hurt, but we will also never experience love. That said, I am not going to go around picking fights with scorpions, nor am I going to go around sharing all the intimate details of my life with any stranger I may meet. Vulnerability is terrifying because we don't know what's going to happen when we open ourselves up to somebody. It's putting our hearts in the hands of someone else without manipulating or controlling or forcing ourselves on them. It's giving them the choice to accept or reject us. Mastering the art of vulnerability takes practice, and it's really hard to do, but it's essential for deep and intimate relationships. But the good news is that even as we stumble around in vulnerability, practicing and likely failing and letting ourselves be known by others, there is somebody who already knows and loves us fully, and he has promised that he will never reject us. So join the fight. Live orthodoxy. Remember to like and subscribe, and join the rest of us inside the trench. Vulnerability is terrifying because we have no idea what's going to happen. Hello? I'm almost done. Okay, show this coming in the package. Hi, come on in. Oh, oh you can see the production. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have I have maybe like another like five minutes of filming to do, and then I'll just a few more minutes. Sorry. Vulnerability is terrifying because we just don't know what's gonna happen when we.